Summer's almost over, but at Old Navy, the styles are as hot as ever. Get to Old Navy now for 30% off all jeans, 40% off all dresses, and 50% off all tees. That's right, get 30, 40, and 50% off all your favorite styles for the whole family, plus up to 75% off clearance. Hurry in fast. These deals won't last. The sale ends soon at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid in-store 822 to 828 and online 822 to 824. Excludes in-store clearance, bubbles, active, licensed, and men's package tees. Welcome to the Jarjour Brothers podcast. You are listening to a pre-recorded version of our show, Sans Sports, a daily debate show about sports. And I'm your co-host, Sammy Jarjour. And I'm George Jarjour. And we're coming at you recorded and direct from the Sant Live studios in sunny Everett, Washington. Also, do not forget to tune in to our live Facebook show Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. and 4 p.m. Pacific time. You can tune in at facebook.com slash S-O-N-T live. And I'm glad to be here in Seattle, but stay cool, America. But first, please enjoy our intro music by Jacob West. Welcome in to Saw Live. You are watching That Being Said with George and Sammy Georgia on the Saw Live Sports Network. This is episode 300 and something. I think it's 311. I think it's well, 313. Uh, I'm not quite sure. 313. This is ep- except for both of ours were 312. So this is episode 314 of Saw Live. Welcome in on this great Thursday. We have Thursday Night Football. Um, Our hometown baseball team made a trade, which is fun for us. There's ball news, some LeBron stuff. Going to be a great day, and it's brought to you by Fresh Freshly. But before we get into our sponsor really quick, I'm your co-host, Sammy Georgeur. And I'm George Georgeur, and we're coming at you live and direct from the Sound Life Studios in sunny Everett, Washington. Thank you for tuning in today, whether it be on facebook.com slash live our personal periscopes i'm g georgeur he's georgeur sammy or youtube.com slash live sports and no instagram live today um we'll tell you guys a quick little story here my computer stopped charging so i have no laptop so i have to look and monitor the comments on my cell phone today instead of my laptop so no instagram live but just for today what a day what a day to be a seattle mariners fan Exactly. And for those on Periscope or YouTube or Facebook, wherever you're at, do not forget, comment. We'll answer questions, anything, make comments, we'll read them, even if it's not a question. Could you do me a favor and monitor our, my sure Periscope can. comments as well? Thank you, my friend. Like All right. Friend. So, well, you asked me to do something, so you got to talk. Uh, All right. Yes, yeah, so Sam's <laughs> going to monitor that because I can only monitor one thing at a time on the phone. Um, so today, I mean, I guess we'll open up with what just happened breaking news right before we came on live the seattle mariners have acquired a, in a trade from the miami marlins d gordon center fielder who had you said 60 stolen bases last year or the year before that? yes and he's a two-time all-star three-time stolen base leader uh, batted 308 last year a nice big pickup good, for this mariners good pickup. team and only 29 years old even though i feel like d gordon's been around for a while you i mean you were very quick to point that out to me. That's fantastic news that he's only 29. Another thing that I really like out of this trade, and I told Sammy this, is I think it makes us now the favorites for Ohtani. I think I pronounced his name completely wrong. Um, I don't even try. Ohani, Ohtani. 
Ohtani. That sounds like he's an Arabic guy. He's not. He's Japanese. Um, he Now the Seattle Mariners are going to be able to offer him the most bonus money out of any team. And not only that, when you acquire a guy like D. Gordon, it shows the franchise's commitment to trying to win. I know we haven't won in the past, but each and every year we do go out and try to sign these players. We do try to you know, show commitment. We go get Robinson Cano. We go trade for D. Gordon. We sign Nelson Cruz. We sign Felix Hernandez to an extension. Last year, we um, at the trade deadline, we went and got an all-star first baseman. It's just we had a lot of injuries. So the Seattle Mariners have done nothing short of trying to prove that they are committed to winning, even though they haven't won. And this is exciting. I think you go and pitch Ahtani that. You tell him, um, you know, hey, you come into the American League, you're going to have the ability to pitch. You're going to have the ability to play DH to keep your body rested and actually hit on a day-to-day basis. You come to Seattle, Japanese community, more Japanese players. Ichiro's done it in the past. It just all fits. And now, on top of that, you say, hey, we can offer you the most international bonus money. I think we should be the favorites to get him. I'll be surprised if we don't get him. And I will be as sure as hell disappointed if we don't get him. I will be ap- I'll come on this show and be absolutely just mad if we don't get off that we need this guy yeah i wouldn't be like surprised if we didn't get him that's a kind of a odd statement he's picking no, between seven teams i know but the reason i'd be surprised well the fa- they say the two favorites are san francisco and seattle and the reason I they said su- that a week ago and now he says there's seven teams on the list because right, he's but, considering the angels and the cubs now and the red sox and another team yeah but the reason i'd be surprised personally is because we're making these moves to free up more money and we we really seem like we have some inside knowledge that he is coming here that's how I feel. I could be wrong, and I could be, uh, you know, sideswiped. I think I think you're slightly wrong about that because the Angels did the same exact thing as the Mariners yesterday. They cleared the space for him to sign him. Um, <sighs> the Twins cashed in. I've, I've even read an article that they said Twins cashed in on two thirsty AL West teams that are looking for Ohtani or Ohani. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's been. Um, I think the Rangers have actually the Rangers have cleared up three million. The Mariners have cleared up two point some after today three, and the Angels cleared up almost three million in order for bonus pool money to try to get him. So there's a few teams that did the same thing the Mariners did. We just happen to hear the Mariners news more because that's what our yeah our notifications are based off. You know what, man? I'm not gonna let you steal my my excitement. He's coming to Seattle. Done deal. Market on the spot. I will be at the airport. With my Japanese flag welcoming Ohtani. Well, I mean, I predicted he was coming to Seattle. I know you But did. I'm saying I don't think uh, I don't think it's a for sure thing whatsoever. So it's uh, going to be interesting. I think we obviously have some appeal because we've had obviously future or past successive or successful Japanese players come and just international players for the Mariners. It's a it's a good city for like a Japanese player to come. Um, I think the shortest flight in the continental United States from Japan is Seattle, Washington. Other continental Alaska is a little closer, I believe, but um, the Seattle is, and that that has to be a plus. Yeah, no, I, I think we're the favorites, but I, I just wouldn't be surprised if he picked like the Chicago Cubs or the Angels, just because they're on the they're offering almost now after the D Gordon trade, we're going to be offering. I think I read two hundred thousand more dollars, which okay, it's a big deal, but at the same time, if a player like really prefers another team, he might take 200000 less if he's getting paid yeah, millions. I, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping he comes here. I'm really like, I'm I've kind of attached myself to the story that I, he's coming here. Uh, he's, they're calling him, you know, like 
not in any way is he going to be have this type of impact with the modern day Babe Ruth because he can pitch and hit. Um, I've heard a scout say about Ohtani that I've seen guys throw 100 miles per hour. I've seen guys hit 500 feet home runs. He's but, the first person I've ever seen that can do both of those things. Isn't and it 500-foot home runs? Not um, 500 feet home runs? 500 foot. He hit the ball 500 feet. Okay, you said 500-foot home runs. Yeah, it was 500 feet home, foot Five, home runs. Yeah, but you said 500 feet, feet home runs. runs. He can hit the ball 500 feet. He can throw the ball 100 miles per hour. And he's the first to scout ever seen that can do both of those things at the same time. That's exciting. I mean, he'd be. I think he'd make the Mariners maybe the biggest story in all baseball next year. Um, yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, if you look at all the articles, they're pretty much calling him like the. the I read something on like a, I forgot where it was. I think like Bleacher Report where they're like his job title of ace slash slugger, which is like really nothing we've seen in the modern era. An ace right. and a slugger at the same time. Um, it'd be really cool to get this guy on the Mariners. And I mean, the Mariners are, are literally stacking up the team to try to be successful within the next one to three years. Well, the reason they do that also is pretty obvious. We have no farm system. It's not like we can rebuild. If we rebuild the farm system, it's going to take 10, not 10 years, but you know what I mean? It's going to take a long time. It's not like we have like a bunch of prospects waiting to come up like the Cleveland Indians or the Minnesota Twins did. We are Far behind because when um, Bivacy was it Bivacy? Who's who's our uh, GM before Depoto? Oh, um, it's a good question. I forgot his name already. I, I don't think it's Bivacy. Whatever his name was, he was so bad. And Jack, something. Yeah, I I forget their names. God, Zdrenik. Jack Zdrenik. Zdrenik. Yeah, yeah this is Z. Was before, Jack Z. Yeah, Zach Zdrenik. Before, when he was there, he depleted our farm system. He left Depoto with nothing. And now we're doing some good things here. I mean, we got – this is – I mean, we have a small window here to win a World Series. I know I, I shouldn't be talking World Series. Let's talk playoffs. We haven't made the playoffs in 15 years. But in general, it's – look, as a Seattle Mariner fan, Sammy, you attach – I mean, you, you've been there with me. You attach yourself to the littlest things and just hope and pray and get excited because this is – We've had so much bad seasons in a row. Also, there was nobody in between Jack Z and Jerry Depoto. Yep. It was before that there was an interim for a half a season, Lee Pilidosis, and then before that was Bill Bavese. Okay, Bill Bavese. So that was 03 to 08. So none of these, any of these GMs have gotten the, the Mariners to the playoffs, unfortunately. <laughs> when was um, the last Mariner prospect that really hit it big? Um, Kyle Seeger? Would I say he hit it big? Uh... Kyle Seager, I guess. I mean, big would be like Griffey Aaron. That's yeah, it. yeah, but I mean, those are generational players. But Felix Hernandez. Yeah, maybe. But that's also that's Seager. Seager's been an All Star. That means you did good on the prospect. Yeah, but you did he, well. He, and we've had like oh Mike Zanino, number two pick, but not a bust, but he's in margin. He's an okay player now. Oh Dustin Ackley, number two pick. He's as he even in the league anymore. He's a bust. He's a bust. We've had so many disappointments. Anyway, I mean, this, we, I didn't know we were going to be getting so much mm. Mariner talk. They made a good point. Adam Jones, but we traded him. <laughs> Adam Jones, yeah, we <laughs> traded him. Um, he was actually great. And, like, you could tell he was going to be good, but yeah, they've but thought. Uh, Eric Bedard yeah, was going to be good. And our Eric savior. Bedard, he was, he was absolutely not only horrible with the media, just horrible on the mound, too. <laughs> yeah, my God. Didn't he only last one year? No, I think he lasted two, two? seasons with the Mariners. But didn't play I mean, much? 
he got hurt a lot, and then the thing they put him as opening day starter over Felix Hernandez. That's genius. That was smart of us. Uh, yeah, I mean, just uh, Mariners. I, I mean, yeah. I mean, if we can get Paxton healthy this year, you have Felix. I think you have a good one-two punch if they're both healthy. But last year, that's what got us. And Iwakuma, also not healthy. Iwakuma, yeah, but how healthy is he going to? I don't know. Yeah, we I mean, gave him a one-year contract yeah. again. Um, we had Thomas asked who will get oh, oh Tani whatever M's favorites now we answered that Dane said Mariners get D Gordon let's go Thomas said 200 hits that's a pretty big that's deal that's a very good deal that's a pretty big deal he batted 208 I love it 308 um, 308 that's what I meant sorry Dane said we need Otani Thomas said I'm of George Sammy stop picking on George exactly. not picking on him I'm just being a realist you get us Mariners fans you included Thomas you guys are getting too excited and we don't know yet yeah well uh, I'm sorry Sammy but when uh, I go there for opening day and I you can't go but no, I'm kidding it's a joke yeah I, I go to opening day as well so I know uh, whether he's there or not you, you, I'm going you have to you can't give him a standing ovation with me that has nothing to do with being a realist. So we're going to move on. Dane said, Adam Jones, we traded him. He said, if you're good with us, you're better somewhere else. He said the unfortunate Mariner motto. Yeah, and if you're bad with us, you're great other places. Chris Taylor. Yeah, well, so I also, that's what we were on a group message right now before the show. And we're like, oh, we give up our number two and seven prospects. And they're like, oh, knowing us, they're probably not that good of prospects. Can you tell me who the prospects are? And then the I, I don't know who the names are. You I would like to know. I always get these follow-up questions. Why? Well, yeah, I mean, you're, you got the laptop over there. I don't have a laptop right now. So, so you got to talk if you're asking me to do research. We got, we got that guy out of uh, – he was what's that guy's name? The outfielder. I don't know if we got rid of him. Christopher uh, Torres and Robert Duggar. Never heard of either one of them. I don't even like Robert even, Duggar because of his name, first of all. And I didn't even know these guys were our prospects. Like – so yeah, no. Well, big like deal. I said, I was saying uh, we were in a group chat, and I was saying, "Oh, our two and eight, pro- our two and seven prospects, they can't be that good." And uh, Danny Bright went ahead and said, "Yeah, but once they leave the Mariners, they'll probably be pretty good." And I was like, "That's a phenomenal point," but they probably wouldn't have worked out with us anyways. Um, Mr. Uh, Christopher Torres has played. Um, he's only nineteen, but he's from. He's batted. His career in, in single A and in freshman K, 248 his career in three years. So okay. not too concerned about that. Robert Duggar um, has played an A, A plus, A, A plus, rookie, A minus, triple A for like a minute. He has batted a total of, he's a pitcher. He's a 3-2-2 ERA. He's 21 years old. No, nothing I'm that concerned about. Yeah. You know what? If they were that amazing of prospects, probably would have seen them come in. Well, Torres, for example, um, I don't know if he'll ever lead the league in stolen bases. He probably never hit two, might never get two hundred hits, and probably never play Gold Glove defense in center field. Like you, you go get D Gordon. It's pretty simple. Yeah, I love, I love the deal. Dane said, if you're really good somewhere else, you're okay or shitty with us. Richie Sexton, Eric Bedard, Beltre. So Beltre is a great fielder, but never really hit with us. Yeah, and now, five years later, at like age 40, he's batting like 300 every year. And he's an all-star. Yeah, as I will say, the further south you go, the closer you are to the Dominican. Which means? Which means you have a, <laughs> much more access to things that could enhance your hitting. Huh. 
Yeah, I mean, that would be a great theory if Nelson Cruz turned out not to hit, but he still won the Slugger Award of the Year this year. So. Yeah, but he usually hits really, really hot off the bat and then kind of tails off to, towards the end of the season. Nelson Cruz? No, I know. I'm just thinking. Oh, I was like, Nelson Cruz? I, was like, I don't know. Robinson Cano also is bad at 300 with us. We've recently not had this big issue. Gene Segura actually was really good with us. Um, the lineup is stacked. I'm telling you, the Mariners lineup is going to be, at first they got Ryan Healy from mm-hmm. the A's, who hit 25 home runs last year. So we actually have a good first baseman. Cruz, let's say at DH for now. Gamble, if he keeps hitting, we're set. Um, Hannah Griffey stays good. He was a rookie last year. We're good. D Gordon at center field. Then you have Segura, Cano, Seager, and Zanino, who actually played okay last year compared to... We got some pop in that lineup, especially at the lead. Who do you put at leadoff? Probably D Gordon and put Segura at second, or do you keep Segura at second? Segura's like a 340 hitter. Like You might have to keep him I know, but, but D Gordon stole 60 bases last year. Do you know what Mike Zanino batted last year? She a pretty good year for Mike Zanino compared to like what he's been. What did he bat? Take take a jab at it. Two twenty seven. Two fifty one and twenty five home runs. Like I'll take that as a that, yeah. as a good like as a starting catcher. If that's the weakest link in our lineup, two fifty one and twenty five. That's our number eight or nine hitter. That's fine. That's great. Yeah. All right. Um, we got a couple. We have a couple of question marks. Salam and Chow on uh, Ola on, on Periscope. Periscope. What is up? Uh, hello to you all. And then. Uh, all right, Thursday night football. Thursday night football. So we got the Falcons and the Saints. It's in Atlanta, right? Yes. All right. Here's my question: two and a half points. Do you think that line is fair or not fair? The Saints are two and a half point favorites on the road. They're two and a half point underdogs. The Saints are two and a half point favorites. Underdogs. 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 Oh, sorry, underdogs. Yes, yes, that's right. Sorry. So if they're two and a half underdogs, they're saying that New Orleans is slightly better than Atlanta. Yeah. So. I think being I, I honestly, I thought this would be closer to like a one only favored by one for Atlanta, something like that. I, I'm just but here's my thing. I'm not sold on Atlanta, and I know they're seven and five. They're having an okay year, um, but I mean, I feel like they're just not that good. Do you know? I think, they, but look, they've had some impressive wins. A win on the road against Seattle. Um, who else have they beat? They've had a lot of good wins. Seattle Cowboys. Jets, Lions, Packers in the beginning of the year when they had Rodgers, Bears, um, Buccaneers. But it, it seemingly when they play actually good teams, mm-hmm. the Seahawks game, honestly, I would say two out of three times Seahawks would end up pulling that game out. Yeah, if you play that game ten times, I think the Seahawks win seven of those. Yeah, but they lost to the Vikings. They've lost to the Panthers. They've lost to the Patriots. They lost to the Dolphins, the Bills. Like any team right now that's kind of in the playoff picture – they're starting to get some losses against, so I'm just not 100% sold on them. I think the Shanahan loss was a big deal for them. Yeah, so I mean, there's some games where it looks like they have it all together, and there's some games where they just kind of look lost. I mean, it's hard to really pintail what's going on. I mean, whenever, Not easy, your first year though, right? Yeah, but when they get the ball to Julio Jones like a ton, they do really well. Yeah, I mean, the really interesting thing for me here is I... I um, like... It's it's really odd for me because like I'm not sure Dane. Why well, by the way, Dane says he's at the bookie right. He's, he's like at the book here in Nevada. It's Falcons plus one and a half. Maybe the line moved quite a bit. Well, but like if you look at where I'm at here, the spread says two and a half. I got. Am I reading anything wrong? Or does I say two and a half? This is two and a half. But Falcons. Check, you can check uh, Vegas Insider and see what books. If 
there's any lot. Every book ch- is different. They're way huh? quicker than uh, ESPN and updating their odds because that's what they do. Yeah, it's uh, Westgate is minus two and a half Falcons. Bovados minus two Falcons. I don't know what book you're at. Well, he's in he's in Reno. Maybe he's at some book that's changing things up. I don't know. Um, it opened at plus four Atlanta though, so that means a lot of money on Atlanta. No, on New Orleans. That's what I meant. Sorry. Yeah, yeah switching. A lot of money on New Orleans tonight. He does William Hill. William Hill is usually very accurate. Uh, Lines. They own a bunch of sports books in Vegas. Hmm. Interesting. Well, I don't know. Keep your eye out at online, but it might start moving online as well. Yeah, I see it right now as minus two and a half Atlanta, which makes sense. I, I thought they'd be favored a little bit. Yeah, the, you know, it's, yeah, it's they're a little bit worse than. Well, wait. So it opened open minus four New Orleans. Okay. So like New Orleans was favored by four, which would have meant they they think they're what seven point at home. No, 10 at home. You had six. So New why did it move? New Orleans opened at minus, minus four. four. So it moved all the way from minus four New Orleans to minus two and a half Atlanta. Okay, that's a huge move. I don't know what's going on there. But in general, here's what I think about this game. The Falcons have two op- This can change the Falcons' seasons in both regards. They still play New Orleans twice. This week in Atlanta... And then they play the Jets, and then they play them again in New Orleans the week after that. If they win this week, that game against them the week after could be a chance to win the division. If they lose tonight, I think their season's over. Like yeah. it's a complete so, fun opposite. fact. Fun fact. Oh, I love when Sammy gives fun facts. This it's not that fun of a fact for anybody except for me. Fun fact um, is that that's what my little video clip is about today that I'll be posting after the show. Okay, is that. I predicted 34 to 31 Saints win, and I think this is the beginning to the end of Atlanta's playoff hopes. Because right now, literally, this game makes a huge difference. I mean, we're talking right now; they're at seven and five. If they lose this game, they're going to give opportunity for Green Bay and Detroit to tie them for that seventh spot, which is already one game out of the playoffs. And then they're still behind. Two teams in their division at yep. eight and four Panthers, the nine and three Saints, who they still have to play, and they have the Seahawks there still at eight and four. And the Seahawks and Rams are going to be in a toss up, and they're probably not going to catch up to either one of those two teams' records. Absolutely. So they could put themselves in an extremely horrible position if they lose this game tonight. And the Saints will pretty much seal a playoff Spot. berth. Yeah. You know, even if they lose their last three, they probably steal the wild card. Yeah, I do, even if they beat the Falcons, I think you can just hand them the division because they'd be what up a game on Carolina, but essentially up two games on Carolina because they beat Carolina twice. Interesting. So they have the tiebreaker over Carolina as well. That's interesting. Yeah, unless they collapse, right? <laughs> yeah, unless they collapse. But I mean, it's interesting. Yeah, I, I, I'm just, uh, I'm actually even kind of. Shocked that Atlanta's still in it this far. I thought, yeah, I thought they like week one when they'd played really bad against Chicago. Like, I just felt okay, you could see this team's not going to be as good. And the run game's different this year. I think Freeman hasn't been playing, um, or hasn't been playing well. It's just been Coleman in the past game. And Matt Ryan, I was saying this, I said this in my little clip that's gonna be on after, after the show is. Matt Ryan had statistically the best year he could probably ever have. Yeah, that, that was that was him playing the most perfect season. <laughs> he's ever. not getting any better than that. No, he's only, there's only one place. To see. You know how they say when you hit rock bottom, the only way you can go is up. Yeah. When you hit the ceiling, the only way you can go down is 
is down. I mean, there's no way. He has nowhere. He can't get any better than that. But you know what, Sammy? Um, the NFC South is an interesting division. It's only the, the Super Bowl last year featured the Falcons from the NFC South. The year before that, it featured the Carolina Panthers from the NFC South. I think New Orleans, with if they have home field advantage, can make it from the NFC South. That'd be three years in a row an NFC South team makes it. And none of them being Jameis Winston. None in the of them Bucks. being Jameis Winston. But that gives me my prediction. Next year, I'm going all in on the Bucks to be the fourth team in a row to for the fourth year straight, straight to the NFC South champions and the Super Bowl. But no, I'm all joking aside. All joking aside, Andrew Luck's going to the Super Bowl next yeah, year. Yeah, he is not next year, but the year after. But anyway, the uh, point being, and it, uh, there's three MVPs in this division. Once again, none being Jameis Winston. Uh, Drew Brees has won an MVP award, Cam Newton's won an MVP award, and Matt Ryan's won an MVP award. I just find this all interesting. The NFC South is the most underrated division in all of football. Yeah, except for there's always a disappointing team somewhere. It's one of the most under... uh, It's not that under... Every year. Okay, well, first of all, I don't think it... uh, Well, I'm not saying that you're crazy for saying this. I'm just saying... I don't. I don't think there's such thing as an underrated or overrated division. I feel like every year is different. There, there's the only things I would say is like there's some divisions that are obvious year in and year out, like the AFC East. We know what the fuck's gonna happen. But think about it, AFC South. Do we ever know what's gonna happen? Not really. Not AFC really. West. This year, there's three teams tied for six and six, and the Broncos were the best team for the last three years. True. Who knows what's gonna happen? AFC North. Ravens and Steelers. Always a toss up. NFC East. Toss ups. NFC North. Recently, a lot of teams can win that. Even when Aaron Rodgers is healthy, the Lions and Vikings have been playoff teams. But when was the last time the Packers didn't win the NFC North? Last time. Yeah, I'm I'm not sure. I'm just – I think they've won now, what, like six straight years? I think this year, obviously, they're not going to win it because they're – I think the Vikings have already – almost already clinched a division. But the NFC North uh, has been Vikings – Packers, 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 Packers. The Patriots uh, are so good, they win more than one they, year. They only have a one-year streak. Oh, really? Who won the year before that? Minnesota. Really? Really, 2015, 11-5. Oh, wow. I thought they got the wild card. It was there. Packers, Vikings, Packers, 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 Bears, Vikings, Vikings, Packers, Bears, Bears, Packers, Packers, Packers. Okay. Yeah, I didn't know that. Packers have, like, a solid 60% of the division there. Yeah, but, good for Packers. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is going to be back next week, probably, if they win this week, right? Yeah, yeah, that, that's pretty crazy. They so should beat the Browns. One thing I talked about on my show, which I wanted to do with you, and really quick before I I'm say that, um, Dane asked, what's the over-under that you guys have? I see it at 51.5, so I wonder if that's any different at his the book that he's at because we've had some... Uh, I kind of usually I like unders. I like the over there. I could see it being a 27-24 game. What was my prediction? 34-30 over. 34-31. That's over. Yeah. yeah, I like. It's gonna be a high-scoring game. I think so too. Um, Dane says, "Hey, Sammy, the last player that could do what Ohani did was Babe Ruth." I was hating on Babe Ruth. They yesterday. call him the Japanese Babe Ruth. Those days, that they call him. Yeah, they actually do. Oh, yeah, that's, no, I'm not that's what they say. They, no, they call like, him the Japanese Ooh. Babe Ruth because he does. Oh. I call him the Ace Slash Slugger. This is not a good nickname. Um, I like Japanese Babe Ruth better. Dane said, if you ask me, yeah, I think I Andrew is out of luck. Dane, listen to me. I'm looking, I'm, I'm looking at Dane right now. Dane, that was good, man. I'm looking at Dane right now. You're going to eat those words, buddy. You're going to eat those words. I think he's a little out of luck. 
recently too. And Dame, whenever you, whenever Andrew Luck makes the Super Bowl, which will be two years from now, when Tom Brady retires and the AFC has no other quarterbacks that are going to take the mantle, Blake I need Bortles. you to personally fly me out to Reno to go bet all my money I've ever made, not on Bitcoin, but on Andrew Luck to be a Super Bowl champion. Dane said, I'm looking at you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank, you. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Um, this is what I did on my show. Let's go through the standings. Because let's be honest. I'm going to be honest with everyone listening and, and with Dave you. has that 53 and a half. Yeah, I saw that. Two point difference. That's normal, right? That's normal. So, almost, so a field goal could be the difference. Well, two points. Yeah, the field goal. Like if it's under, if someone makes it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, what was I saying? I like oh, the yeah. under 53 and a half, to be honest, and over 51. I know. I like the over for both. It's going to be 60 points. 60, 65 combined. I, I have the Saints winning 27-24, which is 51 points. So you would take the under on both of them, 51 and a half and 53 and a half. It's 50 and a half or 51 and a half? 51. Oh, okay. I thought it said 50 and a half. Lord just changed his mind all of a sudden now on everything he says. Under, Ben. So as you know, eventually he'll change his mind on Andrew Luck as well. Never. Dane said, I swear this guy named Andrew has has never has any luck actually playing a whole season. I, George doesn't say he, George believes Andrew Luck is not injury prone. I'm like he's pretty injury prone at this point. Dane, there's a block button on Facebook. Don't make me use it. I can unblock him. I Just to, George has no laptop, so. I know. <laughs> so guess who's doing? My the bark is uh, is more dangerous than my bite, Dane. Yeah, hundred percent. I think we're very uh, we're very um, not threatening people. All right, go ahead. All right. So I did this on my show, but I find this pretty interesting. Let's go to the NFC. We have, I would say, so what? There's the there's four division leaders. Cool, whatever. But from the fifth place to the tenth place, mm-hmm. any of these teams can make the playoffs. In the NFC. Yeah. Yeah, I talked about this on my show too. Dallas Cowboys six and six. Yeah. They get a win this week, and guess who they get back? They get Zeke. Zeke two weeks around. Against week Seahawks. 16, yeah. Okay, but it's yeah. They just need to win two games, which is possible. They what? They just yeah, won. They play the Giants. And then they play the Raiders, I think. Yeah, and that that Raiders game is my loser goes home match most likely. Well, eh, maybe could be Chiefs and Raiders play this week, both six and six. Yeah, so that could knock the Raiders out already. Yeah, I think it's gonna knock the Chiefs out. Yeah, they're just doing so bad that there's no chance, right? I I almost feel like when it goes that bad, you kind of get in your own head, and then it's like we're not good anymore. Yeah. Okay, we'll we'll get to the Chiefs. Um, and the reason we're doing this little—I I thought we can etch off and etch on teams because let's be real, there's not that much going on in the sports world right now. We talked about the trade. There's a game tonight, yeah. and here's football. So I'm gonna do this. Cowboys—they could go ten and six. They could. The Packers—they need to beat the Cleveland Browns in Cleveland, mm-hmm. then get, and then they get Aaron Rodgers. They get back. A. A. Rod back. A. A. Ron. A. A. Ron will come in and take your soul. And he could, do you think you would you put your trust in Aaron Rodgers winning three straight to take him to the playoffs? Who do they play those three straight? Probably Minnesota. Follow-up questions. You guys know how I feel about follow-up questions. <laughs> at Panthers, Vikings, at Lions. That's a freaking tough schedule. <laughs> it's hard as shit, yeah. <laughs> but but, if, but any, if anyone can win those three in a row, it's Aaron Rodgers. That was just shitty. Uh, that made me less optimistic. Who do they play? They played the 1984 Chicago Bears, <laughs> yeah. the Steel Curtain of the 1970s, 2012 Seahawks. And, the 2012 Seahawks. Um, and then you have the Detroit Lions, also six and six. Yeah, sneakily six and six. I feel like I've never seen them win a game. <laughs> yeah, I feel like they're kind of trash. But think about this: last game of the year is against the Packers. If they both win out and are nine and six, that could be a 
winner takes the last playoff spot game. Yeah, it might take. Te- it might. I'm not saying it's going to, but it could take ten wins even to get into the playoffs in the NFC. Yeah, that's what this, instead of nine. Like, but most no, but all these teams are six and six, so they have to win four straight. Right, but, uh, all but some of them can lose and falter. Like nine and seven might get it too. Might. I don't think so. I don't think so either. Because let's continue the list. Okay. Um. There's actually no chance that nine seven. That means either the Panthers or the Seahawks have to lose three out of their last four. Okay, you're right. Right? Think hey. about that. I mean, that's going to be real tough for either one of those to fall that bad. Because you have the six and six Lions, and then you have the seven and five Falcons. Very good chances still. And then you have the Panthers and the Seahawks both at eight and four. But here's the interesting part again. Then you have the Saints and Rams holding the division leads at nine and three. So those division leads in the wild cards could easily flip exactly. by the end of the year. But I don't see any chance of like, if that Dallas Green Bay or Detroit teams do not win out, I don't see where the Panthers, Seahawks, Saints or Rams, any of them would lose three or four out of their last four. I, I can't see it either. I can't envision something like that. That'd be Rams or Saints losing four of their last four or the Seahawks or the Panthers to lose three out of their last four. And Seahawks, well, we'll start with the Panthers. The Panthers have the Vikings, tough game, though. Packers with Aaron Rodgers back, right? Tough game. But then they have the Bucks, probably going to go in at Atlanta. If Atlanta's out of the playoffs at that point, I just don't see it, you know, uh, catastrophe happening. Seahawks have Jags. Uh, tough game. At Jags, they have Rams at home. Tough game. Mm-hmm. At Cowboys, tough, tough game. game. And Cardinals. Always kind of a tough game for some reason. Yeah. Wow. The Seahawks have a murderer row schedule coming up too. We'd be, we'd be lucky to go three and one. Coming off of two out of the last three weeks, having the Falcons and Eagles. Yeah. Wow. But uh, uh, that's going to be interesting. Hey, if there's any team that wins in December, it's usually Seattle. So Seattle's has a, I think, nineteen and five record with Russell Wilson at quarterback in December. So I think we can really make a run here. I do too. And Dane says, when I'm home over Christmas, we can hash out the whole Andrew Luck Lebron comparison. Um, it's going to be a good one. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Here's George is prepared. George will have notes ready. It's going to be. It's going to be great. I'm looking at you, Dane. Um. All right. In the AFC, also slightly interesting. Not as interesting, but slightly interesting. You have the six and six Raiders, the six and six Bills, the six and six Chargers, the six and six Chiefs, all fighting for a spot with the seven and five. Ravens there also, and then if Jacksonville takes an L to the Seahawks, then they're eight and five. And there's also some five and seven teams in in that AFC that are not out of it too. Yeah, that's what everyone's saying, but I think they're mostly well. Six and six is one game out. Well, six and six isn't in the playoffs. Yeah, one game out. So five and six is two. Five and seven is two games out. Exactly. But here's my thing. I think for any of those five and seven teams to make the playoffs, it definitely has to be a four game win out. Oh, absolutely. I don't think I don't think Who are those teams? teams? We have the Cincinnati Bengals at five and seven. This is the remaining schedule. Okay. That's Bears. Good. Win. Okay, they're not making the playoffs. At Vikings, Lost. Lions, Lost. at Ravens. Lost. Okay. They're out. Miami Dolphins. Okay. At Patriots. No, versus the Patriots at home. Lost. B- at Bills. Lost. At Chiefs. Okay, they're out. And then Bills again. <laughs> Um, this is a fun game. And the five and seven New York Jets have at Broncos win, at Saints lost, Chargers lost, at Patriots lost. Okay, so no six, no five and seven teams are making the playoffs. 
We have the Raiders at six and six who can take the division lead with a win against Kansas City. Because they've already beat Kansas City once. Yes, but they'd also have a better record because they'd be seven and six. Kansas City yeah, be six that's and seven. True. <laughs> but yes, um, I'm shocked your phone's been on loud this whole time, and that was the first notification. Isn't that weird? Because like I have no volume on neither. Um, at Chiefs for the Raiders, then against the Cowboys at Eagles at Chargers. Raiders are not going to make the playoffs. I think the Raiders can make the playoffs. No, because it's going to be mm-hmm. this team, the Los Angeles Chargers. They have the Redskins mm-hmm. at Chiefs. They're going to get a win at Jets. Going to be out of the playoffs, win, and then Raiders to make to win the division. I, I think that I think, in my opinion, that they can win. Both teams can make the playoffs with the Chargers winning the division, the Raiders getting the wild card. That's but then you I either feel. need Jacksonville to falter I or think the, the Ravens, Ravens to falter. falter. I think you have too much doubt in the Ravens. Let's see what happens. They play Sunday night at Steelers, but then guess the rest of the Ravens schedule after the Steelers game. They got the Steelers. And then the at Browns. This is going to be the Browns' first win of a season and only win of a season. You said that eight weeks in a row. No, I haven't. I said they're going to Colts and Bengals. The, they have the best God, defense they, in football. They're going to they make the playoffs. Yeah, you're right. They're not going to. Okay. They're not going to lose that. Yeah, that, they have a And by the way, there. they've already beat the Bengals. 20 nothing this year, and the Browns 24 to nothing. Okay. And they'll probably beat the Colts if it's a playoff. So the Chargers yeah. are going to make it, and the Ravens. Yeah. But the Chargers could get the division is the interesting part here. Oh, yeah, they can't. So then you'd either have the Bills, the Chiefs, the Raiders, like you're saying, or maybe one of those 5-7 and seven teams, the Bengals, Dolphins, <laughs> Yeah, Jets. I know. It's but the not- problem is all those teams we keep naming, I feel like they're playing each other. Can the Titans just falter already and just like go on a five-game losing streak? Because that team's leading their division right now, and that team sucks. Let me tell you something. They're playing the Cardinals this week. They'll probably get a win. They're playing the 49ers next week. They'll probably get a win. And then they then they'll be 10-4. and four. They probably have the division close to sealed, or at least a wild card bar. They play the Rams and then the Jags. And if the Jags and them... That might be for the division. Might be, but if they win their next two games, they're ten and four. If the Jags lose this week, then it's the Titans' division. Who have the Titans beat other than the Seahawks this year that have been good? Um, they beat at Jags, okay, who are eight and four. Seahawks, Colts, Browns, Ravens, Bengals, Colts, Texans without Deshaun Watson. <laughs> and so they've lost to at Steelers, at Dolphins, at Texans, fifty-seven to fourteen. They've lost to the Raiders. Yeah, and Marcus Mariota is no good. Okay, George. Coming from the guy that I know, you know I don't like him that much as much as... Look at his stats. This is a running team. He just doesn't make the throws. I don't like Marcus Mariota. He's playing better than Jameis Winston. He is playing better than Jameis Winston. Marcus Mariota uh, has a 63 completion percentage, um, 10 touchdowns, 12 picks. Yeah, he's no good. In 2,000 yards. He's not good. 10 touchdowns, 12 picks is not good. Underwhelming. Yeah, I mean he's uh. Let's see where he's at. He is at nineteenth in the league in passing yards. Ugh. Guess who's right near him though? Who? My favorite quarterback in the NFL, Cameron Newton. <laughs> see the thing with with Mariota is like he. Well, I'm not saying he's like a sh- so shitty he shouldn't be a starter, but he's probably the twenty to twenty fifth best quarterback in the league. Twenty to twenty fifth. Yeah. Yeah. Good range. Yeah. Seventeen to. You don't think that the if you take him and Josh McCown from the Jets, the teams wouldn't be in the same exact situation? Actually, I'd say the Jets would be worse. They wouldn't have five wins. 
Yeah, Josh McCown's actually playing pretty good though. So yeah, yeah I agree. Yeah. Um, Dane said, "I'm hoping I'm hopping on that Chargers bandwagon though. Philippers is fire. Um, I've got, been on it for the last we, couple we, weeks. Yeah, we got room. Yeah, Come hop on, on in. Hop on in. I love I love Philip Rivers. Me too. Um, all right, that's all I got on the schedule thing. I just thought that was interesting. That, that was everybody's... a really interesting breakdown of the schedule, Sammy. Oh, thanks. One of the best um, schedule breaker downers I've ever seen. I didn't break down any schedules actually. Standings, but I know. Um, Lavar Ball has gotten Lee Angel. Actually. Before we get there, let's do our uh, in today's news. Ooh, I love and on this YouTube, uh, viralis.tv put a plug in sunglasses emojis. Hello. All right. Um, I got the plug, baby. Steelers Shazier has surgery um, on spinal stabilization. So looks like he's going to be able to walk and he's going to be all right. I don't know if he's ever playing football again. I'm assuming he's no. He's very young. He's in his fourth year in the league. And I feel absolutely horrible for him. It's so scary um, what happened, and you just send out your prayers to him. But do you see what Mitchell said on the Steelers? Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree with him. Mike Mitchell? Yeah, Mike Mitchell. Like, these guys know what football entails. It's not like they signed up to, wait, I can get hurt playing football. Football is football. Uh, it, It is football, whether you like it or don't. These guys are pretty intelligent. They're not dumb. They're going into the league. They know that they can have CTE. They know that they can get carted off the field. They know they can tear an ACL. They know that they're sacrificing some back-end years of their life, and they're going to maybe walk walk with a limp. They know it's going to hurt to get out of bed. But you know what it also provides them? It provides them with generational money. I mean, uh, Mike Mitchell said yesterday, when I got to the NFL, I had $300 in my bank account. Now I have generational money that not, that this game provided me so you do the risks it's i mean it's unfortunate to some people but to them it's fortunate they love football they know the risks of football it's a physical sport it's a man sport it hurts that's the reality of it and we got to get out of this whole entire pc culture yeah we got to be careful and we have to work on technology to make it safer but we can only make football safer. We, I don't think technically we can ever make football safe. Well, his, his, his rant was not just about Shazier. It was more targeted towards the whole Juju Smith right. stuff. Because he was saying it's ridiculous for a guy to get suspended. He said, watch the tape. Which, if you guys were watching the other day, I, I made George watch the replay again. I agree with Sammy now. Vontez Burfick was running full speed I, I to the ball. Sammy, yeah. no. I'm, I'm with Sammy. I've, I mean, I've we're pl- my tune. it's football like... First of all, what Juju Smith did, right? What Gronk did definitely deserves a suspension. Even the guy came out. Oh, I the agree. Bills. With that. Bills White said, "Dirty Gronk's one-game suspension ban is a joke." The guy who got hit, which it is a joke. It's ridiculous that Gronkowski got one game for body slamming with his giant metal elbow brace to the back of a guy's neck and concussed him. After you go with this, I want to give you some insight on Gronk. Okay, but I think that's quite ridiculous and extremely, extremely. Like, horrible that he only got one game for That's that. That might be one of the worst things I've seen on the football field. Yeah, if you really break it down. Yeah. There's been helmet-to-helmet hits that are, are people, like, act like they're intentional, but they're not. They're running full speed, and they happen to hit helmets. Mm-hmm. There's Juju Smith where it's like, I'm taking my shoulder and putting it in your chest. But what Juju did was move his head to the side and hit him well. Even the hit I said was dirty on Antonio Brown wasn't dirty. I rewatched it. Yeah, it wasn't. He was trying to get him to make an incomplete pass. Yeah, he was trying to get him to drop the ball. And guess what he did? Moved his head to the side, put his shoulder where his hands are. What's dirty about that? It's just like, it brings me back to Cam Chancellor against Vernon Davis. Everyone knows this play back in like 2013 when he 
knocked Vernon Davis of the 49ers right in the chest and like made him pretty much hit the ground. They called the penalty. Right. It was the cleanest hit I've ever seen. Right. But but he hit this, him too hard. He hit him too hard. But what Mike Mitchell's point was was that this is what we play for, like right. to make big hits to help your team win, and we know what we signed up for. He's like, if you want us to play flag football, then put flags around our belts. And if you're gonna pay us the same amount, I'll play flag flag football. Exactly. <laughs> no, no, it makes perfect sense, Sammy, and I completely agree with you. And I agree with Mike Mitchell. But here's, the, I want to go back to Gronk for a moment. And something I saw, actually heard on the Colin Cowherd show. The it, WWE the stuff? The WWE stuff, and it makes perfect sense. I mean, Gronk is going to leave the NFL and probably be in the WWE, and that was a WWE move. And he might have actually done a good thing for his brand on WWE, and we have lost internet connection. Okay, I was wondering. I was like, I'm frozen. Yeah, now. me too. I was looking at this too. Uh, that's weird. I don't think he's transitioning to WWE. I think Colin's just trying to get quick pay. <laughs> really? Hundred percent. I think he's going to be in WWE for sure. Like ten years. Yeah. Ten, no, not now. Why is there no internet? Do you have internet on your phone? I don't use it. I'm not sure. You have internet on my phone. Am I on studio? That's weird. Yeah. This is plugged in. There's just no internet connection right now. It's trying to reconnect. No, my internet works though. Me too. Okay, I think we're back. Hello. All right, we are back. back. Okay, we're back. What up? All right. So, is the screen black though? No, no, no. We're uh, good. It's now on black. We um. No, we lost internet again. You sure? Yeah. I don't think we did. Yeah, we did. No, but I'd rather like sign off on a. No, I agree, but like I'm saying, like, should we just go to like four or four or five? Yeah. I literally, there's no topics. Tomorrow will be nice because we can preview the NFL. I didn't, I do that right now, but I don't want to like. And we can recap the game tomorrow too, but there's no internet connection at all. Like, this is weird. It keeps coming up. <sighs> what time are people coming? Eight. What? Are we? Are you going to watch the game here or at home? I don't know. I'll probably watch them here. I have no computer, so I can't really do work unless I'm here. You can use the iPad. It's like a computer now. I know, but there's no apps on it because and we don't know our password. I you can download apps now? No. What kind of apps do you need? Facebook. Hmm. I don't know why there's no internet. I love that Thomas sent this at. Like, Hello, it's a zero. Oops. This is so weird. Is this like not plugged in correctly? No, it is. Okay. <laughs> no, it is. <laughs> it just says lost internet connection on the top bar. Unplug the thing and plug it back in. This? Yeah. Oh, we're back on. Nope, it's off again. Because you unplugged it, put it back in. Yeah. The light's not on. <laughs> oh, it's off. Oh, it's in. <laughs> Is it back in his light on? I can't see. Yeah. Okay, we're still lost in that connection. And I don't know why, like, the camera turned off. We might. I think we're back. Be back. We are. Hello, hello. hello. World. Huh? Hello, world. Um, are we back? 
Somebody in the comments. Uh, yep, yeah, we're, we're back. back. Okay, cool. cool. Wow, that was weird. God, I'm so glad you're back, Sammy. I didn't know where. I, like, you guys, if you don't know, when the internet does go out and like we're gone, Sammy disappears. I leave. He's a hologram. I leave. I leave to different places. Um, well, okay, yeah, we're back. I don't remember what we we're talking about. We had a quick internet uh, situation. Um, I was saying that Gronk's going to the WWE after he retires from football. Whether oh, yeah. that's ten years from now. But do you think he'll be a Patriot for long? Yeah. This, he signed a five years like last year, didn't he? Yeah, but you know how that goes. It's not all guaranteed. He can take him off the team anytime he wants. And Bill Belichick has done this in the past. Yeah, but he seems like the guy that actually for some reason keeps staying around. Because he's the most talented tight end to ever play football? He's only 28. Yeah, but he's been banged up quite a bit. He, he might be a – he's an old 28 and he parties a lot, so he's a much older 28. Yeah. But you know what? I think this whole partying thing about Gronk is overblown. Why? Because, like, do you see this type of shape he's in? This guy's buff of a six-pack. Like, you can't be drinking, like, 55 beers a day. Like, like he has a couple drinks and has fun. Yeah, he dances a lot, and he likes WWE. I don't think he has, he's, like, an alcoholic. Yeah, I mean, well, that's why nobody's ever... I don't think it's been overblown. I think people just say he parties a lot. But yeah. if you notice, nobody's said, like, it's a huge issue. Right, like, Johnny Manziel partied a lot, but it was an issue because yeah, Johnny that's Manziel a real issue. had a real issue. Exactly. All right, I'm still on today's news. That's what I was doing. Okay, perfect. Um, we already did the Marlins trade D. Gordon, but that was one of the big pieces of news. Nets acquire center Jaleel Okafor and Nick Stauskas in a trade with the 76ers. Yeah. Julio Okafor has not been playing. Um, a second, the, the second of two big men um, this year that were 76er draft picks that just don't play. One was Nerland's Noel in Dallas. Ever since he chose to do the one-year contract instead of song, sign long term, Rick Carlisle has not played him at all this year. He's played like two minutes this year. That's interesting. And now, he, now they put him on the IR, but... He was healthy before. They played a couple minutes in a game, but it seems like they're punishing him. And then Julio Okafor almost had the same treatment in Philly. And I get Julio Okafor is not the greatest defender for NBA. He's not the best finisher for a big man. He shoots 50%. Not that great, but in two years, he averaged 15 points, six rebounds, and he's 21 years old. Yeah, I mean, you got to give him a shot still. Yeah, him and D'Angelo Russell. That's okay. The Nets, the Nets are giving him a shot. Yeah, and it'll be him and D'Angelo Russell. I think that's... Decent enough. I, I completely agree. And it just makes no sense. Like, he's, yeah, you're right. He might not be the best player in the league. He might not be the best center. He's 21, though, and he averaged 15 and 6. He can play. He's not, he shouldn't be regulated to uh, DMP every night. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I agree yeah. with that. Um, so the Browns, the Cleveland Browns, Ooh, fire, favorite organization. fire Sashi Brown. Uh, Sashi Brown. And they said Hugh Jackson, the GM, Sashi Brown, sorry. Mm. And Coach Hugh Jackson is here to stay at, at least through next year. Um, I'm cool with it. Look, obviously the GM had no idea what he was doing. He's, first of all, he's a baseball guy. I, the Browns organization just doesn't get it. We're going to hire a baseball guy to run our football team because they'll do analytics and numbers. Football's a little bit more about anal than analytics and numbers. There is analytics. There are numbers, but it's also... There's other factors, the human element, which Slashy Brown took away from and just has used his Harvard degree to run computer simulations and say, oh, I need to get this player. And then when Hugh Jackson wanted to draft Carson Wentz and Deshaun Watson, he said no. So maybe Hugh Jackson is not the only problem. I don't think Hugh Jackson is a great coach, 
But maybe. But we don't know if he's a great coach. But we don't know. Yeah. Like that's the key word. You said I don't think he's a great coach, but then again, if I told you I think he is, you don't have much. Re- There's no rebuttal either way. It's like, well, I guess we'll find out. I mean, Andy Dalton had some fantastic years when he was offensive. Coordinator. Yeah, so the, and maybe he's just a good offensive coordinator. I don't know though, but at least we can. Or maybe find if out. he gets a good quarterback, they'll win games. Maybe just yeah. like every other fucking football. Like coach. every other fucking. <laughs> you know, seriously, like th- that's the thing, guys. The notion of oh, this football coach sucks, and this fo-. like oh no, Hugh Jackson is not just like so in over his head that he can't win a football game. It's. Maybe when you have to bring out Deshaun Kaiser, Cody Kessler, uh, RG3, Brock Osweiler, Osweiler, you're not going to win football games. Yeah, and if you really look at it, um, I mean, no, you look at it, Pete Carroll, legendary great coach, Mm -hmm. one of three coaches to ever win a national championship and a Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. His first year, didn't they have to deal with Seneca Wallace and he went 7-9, I believe? Right, was it Seneca Wallace. I yeah. think Seneca Wallace was a quarterback. We had uh, ta- no, or is it Tavarius Jackson? T Jack, baby. Let's see, Pete Carroll, Seahawks. God, remember T Jack days? Yeah, not good days. You remember Seneca Wallace days? Not good days at all. My point is though, when people get their coach, they become or get their quarterback, it becomes a better situation. Absolutely. Let's be real. Pete Carroll's first two years were seven and nine. First in the NFC West because that was a ridiculous year. Uh, <laughs> that was Matt Hasselbeck was still there. Was he? Yeah. You sure? Oh yeah. How sure? Hundred percent. Him and Charlie Whitehurst. Remember we signed Charlie Whitehurst. See, I don't won a playoff game here. Oh yeah, it was him and uh, Marshawn were. Yep. The what's it called? The boom. Beastquake. Beastquake. Okay, so 2011 we also went seven and nine. Um, I don't know who the QB was though. I think it was T Jack. Mm. Pretty sure it's TJ. That'd be awful, but um, I don't know. It won't come up for me. Kind of odd. Yeah, kind of one of those things. Maybe, maybe the internet deleted 2011 Seahawks quarterback. Seahawks 2011 starting TV. quarterback. I think it was Tarvarius Jackson. Oh my god, Tarvarius Jackson. A little bit of a Whitehurst played, and a little bit of Josh Portis. Who? Josh Portis. <laughs> oh, I remember Josh Portis. He was shitty. Yeah. Sorry, if jo- Josh, him. if you're watching, Portis. He's not watching. Okay. But, um, yeah. So the point of this whole thing was you need a quarterback in the NFL mm-hmm. to do well. So I feel bad. But Hugh Jackson, um, he did say, if you look at it, I'm just as big of a part of it as Sashi is. So he said, I really appreciate Haslam coming out and saying, that he appreciates me wanting to go forward with this football team. And maybe it's a good move by the Haslam's just to be like, you know what, let's give him a shot when he actually gets the right roster instead of being one of those teams, which one of the biggest things I hate in the NFL is when there's teams that file through coaches before the coach even gets a chance to like build anything. Yeah, but the one thing you're going to have to keep in mind here is when they do hire a new GM, the GM's going to want to bring in his own head coach and he's going to be they're going to say no, you got to have Hugh Jackson. He'll get one year. If Hugh Jackson doesn't turn it around quick, that new GM is going to be looking for a new head coach. Cuz yeah. they want to bring in their guy in. But if he does well, then it's like well, why why mess with this? Exactly. El Mutro said he was a good coach, but what do we expect? It's the Browns. Exactly. Good point. And Dane said he was the GM for like two or three years. That franchise has been a dump for decades. You can only do so much. LOL. Which is also the truth. It's also true. You can only do so much in three years and other than a quarterback. Right. You need a quarterback. You still need one. I mean, you can't. Like, don't. You could have got. The NFC. They could have got like Carson Wentz. You need a big guy. 
Yeah. In, in Cleveland, it's cold out there. You can't bring out Kaiser and Johnny Manziel, little little guys for the quarterback position, and expect them to do well against. And you just look at the NFC, the AFC North. You got Big Ben, big guy. Joe Flacco, big guy. Uh, Andy Dalton, pretty big guy. You need a you need someone who can handle the cold weather, the heat, and the intensity and the hard hitting of the AFC North. Yeah. Or you build the Browns a uh, dome and then they play indoors and it wouldn't be any problem. Or you get lucky with the guy that's not big, but his name's like Russell Wilson and he'll do fine too. But yeah, but you have to get lucky. Yeah, you have to get very lucky. Like extreme. William King uh, making ridiculous statements to make me mad, saying KD gave people a good reason why he's the best player in the NBA right now. He KD had a good game last night. He did. Um, and in no way, shape, or form did that convince me that he's better than LeBron James. It convinced me. No, it didn't. I no, know it I did know. not. Because at the same time, LeBron James had 32 points, 11 rebounds, 9 assists, and a clutch three to win the, their 13th straight game. So um, KD is not the best player in the NBA. I don't even think he's the second. I honestly still think Steph Curry is more I valuable. Say, I don't think that Durant's the best player on his own team. Yeah, so... He might yeah. be better than Curry, but he's not more important than Curry for what the Warriors do. Exactly. That's my point yeah. with that. All right. That's all I had for today's news, George. Thank you, Sammy. And we might have a little bit of a shorter show today. Um, it's Thursday. Tomorrow's a big day for us. Tomorrow's a big day for us. We got football preview show. You know how that goes. We preview each and every game, and then I make you money with my free money fives on George's Jungle Sports. Sammy makes you money on Speak Up with Sammy George with his five football gambling picks. And then we sit here and we argue. And last week, one of our first weeks in history of George and Sammy, we agreed on most of our bets, and we both went 4-1. and one. Four and one, uh, three and three and zero oh in college. I've actually become a lot better as the. I had an awful start this year. I think it was yeah. five and fifteen at one point, and now I'm twenty six, twenty one, and three in NFL, which is pretty good. Five games over five hundred, mm-hmm. and nine and two in college, which went well. Um, so thirty five, twenty three, and three on the year betting, not bad. Very good. Yeah, I'm over to twelve games above five hundred, a couple ties. Um, so I'm really excited to see. How the rest of the season goes. So, in other words, if you bet with me and Sammy, you make money. We just we don't uh, we don't dance. dance we make money moves. That's what Thank he wanted you. to say. Yeah, exactly. I say that a lot. So I knew exactly where he was going. William King said LeBron needs forty plus minutes. Um, Katie needs Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and Draymond Green to win a championship. So this was episode three thirteen. George. Of that right? being said, of George and Sammy. No, it's three fourteen. Sorry, I didn't edit ah. it. Episode three fourteen. Of that being said, of George and Sammy, George or. Sound Live Sports Network, Sports Radio, redefine. And we've been coming at you live and direct from the Sound Live Studios in sunny Everett, Washington. Thank you for tuning in today, whether it be on Facebook.com slash Sound Live, our personal periscopes. I'm G. Jorjur, he's Jorjur Sammy, and YouTube.com slash Sound Live Shows. Today's episode was brought to you by Freshly, so don't forget to go to Freshly.com and use promo code Sant. That's S O N and you will get $40 off your first two order, free shipping on every single order, and that's six meals cooked by Freshly Chef for just $39, which is around $6 and what? 12 cents today. 12 cents today. Uh, Depending on inflation. Uh, you Depends. Don't, from now on, but you know what I'm going to do. Depends on Bitcoin's price. Yeah, do, do the promo code again. What's our promo code? Sant. How do you spell it? S-O-N-T. Slower. S-O-N-T. T-T. <laughs>
Okay. Um, <laughs> no, this is Feshi's best offer ever. I'm going to vote against that. But um, best offer ever, and it's only valid for a limited time. Freshly.com, enter promo code SANT. We will be back tomorrow at ISAW. Uh, they're not going to like their ad spots. We're done today. 314. Stay cool. Peace. Here it comes again. Lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. Summer's almost over, but at Old Navy, the styles are as hot as ever. Get to Old Navy now for 30% off all jeans, 40% off all dresses, and 50% off all tees. That's right, get 30, 40, and 50% off all your favorite styles for the whole family, plus up to 75% off clearance. Hurry in fast. These deals won't last. The sale ends soon at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid in-store 822 to 828 and online 822 to 824. Excludes in-store clearance, bubbles, active, licensed, and men's package tees.